Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. And we back. This ain't the intro. This is the entree. <laughs> Shout out to you if you know what song that is. And if you don't, you need to step your chance, the rapper game up. <laughs> but what's up, y'all? Happy September. Happy season two. Happy Wednesday. Happy day. Um, yeah, lots been going on. So Congrats on making it this far in 2020. Um, I have so many just recap, like this episode is really going to be a recap of my August and to share some new life realizations that I've had with you guys. But if you are new here, welcome to the family. I have decided that I'm going to be calling all of my listeners fireflies. So there is that. Um, Shout out to Shanique for giving me that idea. But I hereby dub you all as fireflies because, you know, They shine their lights bright in darkness, and uh, that's what I am here to encourage you to do, to shine your light bright for crisis, just like a firefly. So if you are a new firefly to the pack or hive or whatever kind of crew fireflies run in, I actually don't know the answer to that question. Anyways, welcome. I'm Brianna Cassell. I'm a millennial Christian, heavy on the millennial and heavier on the Christian, (laughs) And I'm just trying to figure out this thing called life, um, but more importantly, this thing called adulting. And here at the Shine Bright podcast, we talk about everything from what I've learned about myself in therapy, from my dating life or lack thereof, from my favorite lessons in life, etc., all from a Christian perspective. If you have not, definitely go back and check out season one. We talked about some great things. You guys were really listening to episodes while I was away, which I love. I kept watching the listener numbers go up and I'm like they out here re-listening the episodes or sharing it like I asked them so shout out to y'all um happy to have you if you are new here to any of my veteran fireflies uh hey y'all uh happy to be back <laughs> um but y'all know I have to ask so if you are like I said if you're a vet or even if you're new, honestly, if you enjoy this podcast, please, please, please rate this podcast wherever you are listening, especially if you're listening on Apple um, Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called. Um, I know ratings seem like it's like asking for people to rate things seems like a little silly or trivial, but trust me, there are thousands of podcasts in this world and the more a podcast is liked, the easier it is for new people to find it, especially on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening. So if you could do me that favor, I will love you forever. So please rate it um, when you get the chance. As a matter of fact, I'm going to insert some elevated music right here so you can have some time to do it now. Okay, thanks. If you rated the podcast during that break, you are the bomb.com. If you did not, Jesus is not pleased with you. 
Just kidding, but kind of serious. How is your heart, sis? All right, uh, it is time for my favorite or maybe least favorite question, especially when my heart is feeling raggedy. How is my heart? Uh, I like for those that are new here, I like to ask this question to myself and to my listeners because I think it's very easy to get so caught up in the day to day that we don't stop to check in and say, how is my heart doing? And I like that question more than like, how are you doing? Because you can kind of BS, how are you doing? But how is your heart is a really deep question. So anyways, the short answer to how my heart is doing, uh, my heart is a little broken right now. My heart broke on Friday night when I got the alert on my phone that actor Chadwick Boseman passed away at the age of 43 of colon cancer after a four-year battle. And I think this is probably true for many of us, but I think this his untimely death hurt for so many reasons. I think one very clearly is his age. Like this man was only 43 years old, just so, 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 so young. Um, two, I think it's already been a pretty hard year. Um, and I think adding this on top of that is, um, it's just a lot, honestly, it's, it's really just a lot, but also to know that in his four years of battling colon cancer, like he told so many of our black stories, from 42, which is the story of Jackie Robinson, to Black Panther, which literally shifted culture for so many of us. Uh, Black Panther was my first time seeing a Black superhero, most of our first times seeing a Black superhero. But not only that, I think it was a lot of our first times watching Africa be portrayed in such a progressive and royal way on a big screen. Of course, many Black Americans know that Africa is not the huts and the dirt roads that Hollywood might try to make it seem like it is. But, you know, many of us have never seen that on a big screen. And unless you've actually been there, um, then you don't know that. And so to see the motherland just portrayed in such a beautiful way, in a way that showed Africa as this technically in in technology advanced continent, like literally showing us what the potential could have been if colonization and the disgusting stain of slavery had not robbed it the way that it did. And, and of course, it's still such a beautiful continent. So this is me not trying to take anything away from the beauty that Africa is today, but just to see like, wow, Wakanda in this world where like colonialism had not touched it it was just beautiful to watch and I actually remember going to see Black Panther I had just moved to Indiana and it just so happened that a few of my friends were in town and I mean like just moved to Indiana I think I may have been there for like three days and my friends were in town and I think it may have been around the time of Valentine's Day if I remember correctly I I definitely know it was in February And I remember just being so excited to pull out my dashiki and go watch the first black superhero. I I didn't even know what this movie was about. (laughs) I didn't know that it was a part of the Marvel universe. I don't even think I had seen a trailer at the time. I didn't know that it wasn't a standalone movie. I just knew that it was a black story and 
I knew that I wanted to go and support and to watch the magic that Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lapita, and so many more beautiful brown faces made. It was just a proud moment for me as a black woman. And one of my absolute favorite Chadwick movies is Marshall where he tells the story of the first Black Supreme Court Justice, Thurgood Marshall, who is an alum of my alma mater, Lincoln University of Pennsylvania. And I just feel like he brought so many of our Black stories to life while he was battling this disease. Um, he he just, it, it feels like he was, he did so in such a selfless way to know that so many people around him did not even know that he had cancer. I mean, just wow, you know? And I think my heart also broke for the way that I feel like a lot of people were unkind to him about his weight loss. Knowing knowing or not, of course, nobody knew, right? But, you know, I know I personally thought he was losing, he might have been losing weight for maybe an upcoming role, like we've seen many actors do. But to know that it was something way, way more serious really breaks my heart. And this, like, we really don't know what's going on in someone's life. We literally have no idea. You don't know what the celebrities on your screen are going through, the coworker sitting next to you, the stranger that walked past you. We do not know what battle someone is fighting. And it literally costs zero dollars to be kind. It costs zero dollars to go out of your way to be nice to people. It costs zero dollars to smile at someone, to give somebody grace, to tell someone you love them or to give them a compliment. Like kindness is free, guys. So I think I hope this inspires a lot of us to stop being stingy with our kindness. And that's a lesson for myself, too. And so I'm grateful that we got the gift of Chadwick on our screens telling our stories. And I pray for his wife. I pray for his close friends and his family that are mourning him. And I pray that he may rest in peace. If I can be honest, when I heard the news, I literally said out loud, I was like, God, honestly, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job at all because you've been doing it for a long time and you're great at it. But I just think, I don't think we need any more reminders in 2020 that life is short. Like, like I think we got that message loud and clear on January 26th when Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, and nine others tragically passed away in a helicopter Like, I think that message is still reverberating loud and clear in our hearts and minds. And I know it is for me. And I just feel like with Kobe, with COVID, with Chadwick, with John Lewis, with George Floyd, with so many things that are happening. And I guess maybe I don't want to group George Floyd into that. Um, Just the reminder that like life is short. And yeah, I feel like we've gotten that reminder a lot this year. So I'm like, God, like I hear you, like I hear you. Um, And I know this life is but a vapor. And so help me to 
use up all of the talents and gifts that you have given me while I'm here. Help me not to be stingy with my kindness. Help me not to be stingy with my time. Help me to be quick to forgive, slow to anger. Like, (laughs) just help me while I still have time, Lord, please. (laughs) But yeah, my heart is just still pretty broken up about this. And I feel like my heart has been in a constant state of disheveledness this year but still we press on friends so yeah that is how my heart is right in this moment but I will say other than the way that it ended August was a great month for me productivity wise uh I got a lot done and I'm grateful for that uh I think I talked about how I was dealing with anxiety um a couple of episodes back before the break And I'm grateful that in August, I felt like it was a lot less. It wasn't completely gone, but it was a lot less. Um, So that is my very long heart check. Um, But now it is your turn to check in. How is your heart, sis? What weight are you carrying around that maybe you need to let go of um, this week? So time to check in. All right, so what have I been up to while I was away? Well, a lot of things. One of the biggest things, if you follow me on Instagram at Brianna Castell, I have been posting about my debt journey for the past few years. So I graduated college with $54,000 in student loan debt back in 2015. And for the past five years, I have actually been diligently paying that debt down. And I'm so proud to say that as of today, I have it down to $7,999, meaning in five years, I have paid $46,000, actually $46,001 towards debt. So now anytime I post my monthly updates on debt on Instagram, I get a lot of questions on how I approach my debt, what my plan was, how do I budget, save, et cetera. So I decided to do two things. One, I decided to start working on my own personal finance course for you guys, basically detailing all of my methods and all the things that I've learned on my personal finance journey, which will be ready to debut for you guys this fall. So definitely be on the lookout for when that um link drops. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Brianna Christel. Um, And in the meantime, while I'm creating that course, I've also created a free personal finance resource list for you guys of some of my favorite personal finance resources that I use from budgeting apps, um, finance books, my favorite finance blogs, Instagrammers, podcasts, etc. to follow. So if you want to sign up for the free list, I'll have a link in the show notes, but you can also find it in the link in my bio on my Instagram. Again, that's at Brianna Christel. Um, So yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of August working on both the course and the list and it just felt good to be working on a project since I didn't have the podcast to kind of distract me from everything going on in the world. Me really like going hard on my nine to five and then going hard on my five to nine to like working on this course. And that list has um, been very time consuming, but it's it's been a lot of fun. And I'm just so passionate. I think so many of us can relate to graduating college with an enormous amount of debt. And at the time I'm looking at $54,000 and it just seems like an inconquerable amount of debt. It seems like a forever shackle. And so for me to be, you know, five years removed and to have paid down so much, it's 
it is something that I'm super proud of. But I know a lot of people like, you know, don't know where to start. So for me, this is just such a labor of love to just want to help people know where to start and like building generational wealth. I feel like that is my silent protest right now to racism and everything that's happening. Like, oh yeah, just watch. And and not to say that money can make up for racism because it can't, but it's like, oh baby, but we, we can't get these coins all the way together, not just for my generation and my kids' generation, but my grandkids too. So um, yeah, just be on the lookout for that course. Um, it'll be coming soon. But aside from the course and personal finance stuff, I've been doing a lot of reflecting. I'm a pretty self-reflective person in general, but I feel like August was like <laughs> next level. Um, so my birthday's coming up in a few weeks. So I've been spending a lot of time thinking about that, deciding if I was going to celebrate or not. Um, and I think I think because I've been so busy, that's the only reason why I've been, I was like, oh, do I want to, do I want to celebrate? But also like I had a lot of, I have a lot of friends out of state and I didn't want to have a boring Zoom call, but I also didn't want to make people travel knowing everything that was going on right now with COVID. So yeah, a lot of brain space went to like just going back and forth with, am I going to celebrate? And then I realized like the fact that we are here, like I think again, this year has reminded us so many times that life is short. And so if God has given me another year um, on this earth, Uh, I want to celebrate that. And so even if I can't celebrate it in the traditional fashion that I would, I'm still going to celebrate another year of life here on this planet. Another update. So I know in previous episodes, I talked a lot about like my discontentment and my singleness. I think specifically in the last episode before we took a break for um, until season two, I shared a little bit with you guys about just being discontent with my singleness and being over it. And I shared a little bit about my online dating initiation and why I decided to start that at the beginning of this year and how that was like a goal for me. But another realization that I think I have had is that I don't think online dating is for me. And I don't know if that's a right now because of the COVID thing or just in general, but you guys, I have realized and don't laugh, but I have a legitimate fear of being kidnapped. Like legit. (laughs) Before you judge me, let me explain. And also let me tell you who you have to blame for this fear. So my dad is 100% to blame for this fear of being kidnapped. And I'll tell you the backstory. So when I was 16 or 17, I got selected to go to Japan for about 15 days for this like cultural exchange program where we got to go there. We studied Japanese for a year and then it was like a bunch of it was a free uh, class and a bunch of people at the end of this class. I think it was like 10 or maybe 12 people got selected um, to go to Japan for free. And it was it was a, a, a lot of minority high school students. And so, of course, as a teenager, you know, I'm super excited. And one of the things I'm excited about, the food, the cool places to visit. I was also super into geishas because one of my favorite movies is The Memoirs of a Geisha. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to meet a geisha. (laughs) So that's really what I was excited about. And I didn't have any fears about going over there. Like a typical young person that thinks they are invisible, 
I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to Japan. This is going to be amazing. So anyways, what does my dad decide to do? Well, <laughs> let me tell you, he decides that I need to watch the movie Taken before I go. And for those of you that are not familiar with the movie Taken, it is basically about this father that sends his high school or may, maybe she was college age. I don't know. Either high school or college age student. <clears throat> it's not student, sorry, daughter. He sends his daughter to France for a school trip with her friend. And basically she gets kidnapped and sex trafficked into this like high scale sex ring and it was like insane and because she was a virgin they were auctioning off her virginity for like super high amounts and the kidnappers or the dad would like work for the CIA or something so he ended up like like calling his daughter because he was worried and the kidnappers picked up the phone and he like tracked the kidnappers all the way just by the sound of their voice the, the sound of their voice on the phone anyways so the dad has to come to France and he basically kills everyone to save his daughter so my dad wanted me to see this movie to see the dangers of the world, I guess, um, before I went to Japan. However, <laughs> what he planted in my head is low-key this irrational fear of being kidnapped. <laughs> and I called him about this the other day when I had this realization. And I was like, dad, this is why online dating isn't working for me because I low-key think everyone could be a kidnapper. <laughs> And as I'm tell I was telling him how I thought that movie was unnecessary for me to watch. And he's like, nope, you needed to see it. I don't think I did. But anyways, here we are. So that is my very long and roundabout way of saying I am not online dating anymore. Um, and I'm not sure if that's for everything, for everything, but for right now, I'm not. Uh 60% because I am actually tired of the small talk of having to get to know someone new, especially because a lot of these guys are drier than the space in between your pointing finger and your thumb during the wintertime. Just dry and crusty with horrible conversation. And I don't have the time. And 40% because what if I get kidnapped, you know? <laughs> My therapist thinks it's out of a fear of rejection and she may be right. But anyways, that is where we are today. <laughs> so one of my friends asked me like, how am I supposed to meet a man then? And I said, listen, him and God are going to have to figure that out because right now I don't know. And that's where I am. Uh, people meet people in real life every day, B. So God is just going to have to ordain homeboy steps or maybe a friend will hook me up with a mutual friend and somebody that they can vouch for the fact that they're not a kidnapper. I don't know. But yeah, that's where I'm at. And that is that. I will say, though, that I know about five people who legit have found like real life serious quarantine bays online during this time. And I think that is absolutely beautiful. And I'm so happy for the new relationships that are budding um, around me that have started online. It's really encouraging to know that there are some people out there that are really trying to be serious and lock people down right now. Um, but there could also be people out there trying to lock people up in their basements because they're kidnappers. So yeah, can't afford to take those chances. <laughs> totally unrelated, but kind of related since we're talking about guys. Um, let me tell y'all how I got caught up in August trying to curve this guy and it went horribly. So the type of 
profession that I'm in. I'm in sales. And so I have customers, I have clients that I work with. So I went into one office and there's this guy who for years has been trying to talk to me and I'm really not interested. He's a little bit older. He's very nice, but he's just not my type. And so he was somebody, they were a client when I lived here a few years ago and he would always try to shoot his shot and I just kind of deaded it. So somehow he had gotten my number a few years ago and I don't know how, but anyways, when I moved to Indiana, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like I can just block this person. Finally, they're out of my life, whatever, whatever. So coming back to New Jersey. So for those that are new around here, I lived in New Jersey 2015 to 2008, the beginning of 2018. And so during that time is when this person was my client. Then 2018, 2019, I moved to Indiana. So that's when I left Jersey. That's when I basically blocked him because I'm like, oh, never see you again. Then 2020, I moved back to Jersey in a similar role as I was in before. And now this person, this is my client. And now he is not directly my client, but he is like the gatekeeper to my client. So anytime I go to see my client, I have to see him first. Anyways, so I, when I came back to New Jersey, I knew I was going to be calling on this area again and seeing my clients again and seeing this guy again. But what I forgot is that I had blocked his number. So when I see him, I'm thinking like, okay, two years have passed. Maybe he's like on to somebody new now. Maybe he's married in a relationship. No, no, no. This man is still trying to holler and shoot his shot. So he, I was like, oh, you know, I'm here to see so-and-so. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking he's going to be professional. And like, maybe he's not going to address any of that stuff because he's at work, right? So I'm like, okay, maybe we can just have a, you know, cordial conversation. And he's like, so why you top text me though? I'm like, this what you want to do? Like right now while we're both at work? Okay, cool. And I was just, but of course I didn't. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just remembering the embarrassment I felt in that moment. But of course I was like, had to play confused. And I'm like, what? Like stop texting you. What are you talking about? I'm like, no, like I just moved to Indiana and like, you know, things were busy out there and different time zone. It's totally not a different time zone. But anyways, I was like, yeah, no, like, no. What are you talking about? Trying to play it off. And he's like, oh, did I have the wrong number? Oh, no, I said that. I was like, maybe you had the wrong number. He pulls out his phone and he re- <laughs> recites my number to me. He's like, that's still your number? And I was like, yeah, yeah. So this man dials my number right then and there. And when your number is blocked, it goes straight to voicemail. So it goes straight to voicemail. And he's like, it went straight to voicemail. And I was like, that's so strange. Mind you, as I'm, as, as this is all happening, I'm processing in my head real time. I'm like, oh my gosh, you blocked him. But of course I couldn't say that. I lost. I'm like, oh, what? Like, that's so weird. Maybe, maybe it's my service. I'm trying to do the service thing. I'm like, you know, I don't really have good service in this area. And my phone's been acting crazy, whatever. So as I'm telling him this, he's like focused on something else. Like, and I'm like looking at him. And so he's dialing on 
the office phone and I'm like oh my gosh is this man dialing my number on the office phone so I'm trying to put my phone on like do not disturb do not ring like in the moment because I'm like oh my gosh is he calling my phone to see if this goes through that's exactly what this man was doing he called my phone on the office number and I thought that I like in the time of panic I thought like I was clever and I was like oh my gosh okay good I turned on do not disturb do not disturb a thousand percent failed me because my phone was like do 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 I'm like, oh. I was like, oh my gosh. And he's like, hmm, so why did it ring on this number? And I was like, oh. again, still holding on to the I'm like, that is so strange. <laughs> Whole time inside, I'm just like, oh my goodness. So I'm like, um, I don't know why that would happen. So at this time, my client comes like in with an eye view. And so I see my client and they're like, oh, my gosh, Brianna. And they're like, come on back. Blah, blah, blah. So they call me back. So I was like, it would like bypass. And so I was like, phew, like, oh, my God, my heart was beating so fast. I was like, oh, my goodness. So I talked to this client. We're, you know, we're talking, catching up, whatever, because she hasn't seen me since I left. So I knew on my way out, I was going to have to interact with this person because it's like a buzzer to get out and they have to click the buzzer. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So as I'm talking to my client in the back of my head, I'm also processing like, okay, how am I going to address this when I'm leaving? So I decided to turn my whole phone off. Like I just turned the whole thing off. Cause I'm like, if he does another call, whatever, like, I don't know how to explain this. And I just need to get out of here. So, <laughs> so I turn my phone off. So no, nothing is going to ring at this point. And when I'm getting ready to leave, he's like, uh, he's like, because again, I'm still playing it off. And so he's like, well, let me call you on star 69 on my phone and see if it goes through. Luckily, my phone was off. So it went straight to voicemail. He's like, oh, it went to voicemail again. I was like, well, see, like if it was blocked, then it wouldn't have went to voicemail, right? And he's like, hmm, okay. Well, then I'll just text you and let me know when you get it. And then I'm like, okay, have to run, bye. But when I tell y'all every, so I go to see that client about once a week because they're a really important client. Um, and every time I go in there, he'd be like, so why you got me blocked? So why you got me blocked? And I just be playing it off. Um, but at this point, I'm going to make up a fake boyfriend to just be like, mm, my boyfriend don't play that. I don't really know. Um, anyways, that had nothing to do with anything. It was just a really funny story that happened to me in August. And um, yeah, maybe he's my husband and I'm blocking my blessing. Who knows? All right. Well, that feels like a great place to leave off this episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed hearing about my life realizations and funny moments from August. Uh, we will get more into topic-based episodes starting next week, but you know, we had to ease our way back up in this thing. We've been off for four weeks. So anyways, um, one thing that will be different for season two is that I would like to end each week with a moment of shine and just a reminder to shine bright um, and shine your light. I haven't figured out what I'm actually going to call this segment, but anyways, earlier we talked about the need for kindness and the reminder to be kind to those around us, um, whether they are those people that we know or don't know, just think we need to move um, much kinder in this in this world. So this week, I want to share a quote that I found that I really loved. So it goes, anything that's shiny 
shines due to its reflective quality. Reflection. People usually think that you are shiny because you are shiny. But what does it actually mean? It means that you reflect back to others the beauty in themselves and the love and care that they give to you. It's never actually about you. It's actually about everyone else. Your capability to reflect determines how luminous you are. That's a quote by C. Joy Bell C. So she can't say that I stole her quote. Anyways, (laughs) um, so just reflect on that. And I hope that you find a reason to shine bright on purpose this week, Fireflies. Until next week, bye.